Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. And I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. We have a lot going on, OMG. I don't know if you feel it, but it has been so crazy leading up to this new moon. Just, just If you are um, doing any kind of spiritual work or opening yourself up to intuitive capacities or um, you're a healer or any kind of energy, empathic, you know, light being sensitive, anything under those, that umbrella, um, right now you are probably spinning like like in a washing machine. And we are going through some crazy, crazy um, energies. And you know what? They're not bad. It's not bad. It, seem, it might seem that way because depending on how much resistance you have and how much stuff you have to sort of cast off and whatnot. But this is actually a really good time. It's like springtime in full force. So... Um, today we are going to talk about eclipses, energy, and I am going to take a deep dive into this crazy United States of America election thing going on. I call it the election thing because it really has taken on its own character and a life of its own, you know. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. But from the energetic perspective, and to sort of give you some insights that I've been getting from my guys is I've been checking in and I've been channeling like a lunatic as I've done, you know, probably, I don't know, close to 100 pages um, of of written channeling. It's actually creating, by absolutely creating a new book. So, um, so stay tuned for that. But the the stuff that's been coming in has been so amazing. And as I get upgraded and kind of more of me starts to show up, I get to share more stuff with you guys. So this is something that um, for several weeks I've been thinking about talking about on the show and said it a lot because you really want to kind of move into applying all of the principles that we talk about, everything like, you know, intuition and intuitive stuff and multidimensionality and um, parallel realities and, you know, all of that stuff and apply it to our regular everyday world. And I'd like to do that but I really think that the whole flavor of the show is going that direction because the bottom line is that we're not here to just be energetic beings and we're not here to just be physical beings. We're here to integrate the two, almost like a, a, a ponytail on a child's hair. You know, you take the, the one clump of hair, you divide it into three pieces and you braid it. You integrate it together to make the one braid. And that's what we're here for. We're here for a braided integration of um, energy and physicality as opposed to, you know, I know a lot of people who are calling New Age and metaphysics and all that, it's just almost like they bastardize physicality, 
you know, and you shouldn't want material things and you shouldn't want to have sex and you shouldn't, you know, dance and all these different things. Uh, and then you have, uh, you know, and, they, and, and it's all about the, the, the more sort of out-of-body experiences you're having, the better you are. And then there's the people who are so grounded in their physicality that they don't want to consider the energetic aspects and they just want to try and, you know, control everything in their world. And obviously, neither side works well. They're not meant to work in and of themselves as standalones. They're meant to be integrated together. So what happens is um, there are certain times of the year when the energy takes precedence over the physical um, eclipse season is one of those times. Mercury and retrograde is one of those times. They're just overlays. They're just sort of, um, it just calls attention to, to people. It, gives, it slows down their physical world. It might create some surprises in their physical world, and then that causes them to focus energetically and say, what's going on? And this is obviously not something I could do physically or even necessarily handle physically, but something's happening energetically. So I feel stuck or I feel like all of a sudden, I got unstuck and, and, you know, full speed speed ahead or all of a sudden I'm getting all kinds of synchronistic things happening. Oh, it must be a coincidence or I'm on a lucky street. But what they're really doing is they're being called to pay attention to their energetic aspects. And then there's times where our heads sort of slam back into earth and it's like, oh, it's tax season or, oh, we've got to pay these bills and maybe they don't have enough money or, you know, there's an issue with the job, with the person at the job or there's an issue with the boss or the husband or the wife or, you know, a pet or whatever. And it forces us to sort of slam back. All of us who like to sort of, you know, commute in the energies, it forces us to slam back into like the real slow vibration of the physicality. Um, there was much more of a black and white approach to this leading up to now. But what we're seeing um, with these elections, uh, with this particular election, is a tremendous amount of, of churning of the energy, a tremendous amount of churning of um, an awareness raising. I'm going to get into this in more detail in a few minutes. And But what it really is doing is causing everybody to look in the mirror everybody's looking in the mirror, and I don't care who, what candidate you're interested in, um, even, and it's a worldwide event, so it's not just about the United States. Because of a lot of what's going on, we have, of course, every other country looking at us and watching and wondering how is this going to affect everybody? Because, you know, there's a lot of unusual stuff going on that hasn't happened before, so it's harder to predict. And everybody's interdependent on each other, codependent in some situations and interdependent in other country to, for country. And so it really does make a difference who's in office and what party is sort of, you know, at the helm. But in addition to that, um, what we have going on in the microcosm of our existence on Earth within the, you know, one of the superpowers having a major election, you know, all of that, and and then all the other countries being concerned. We also have the macrocosm of the universal energy at large. So all of the other many millions of galaxies and star systems and, and, you know, other planets and other civilizations that exist, and they do, out there, are all watching this too, because whatever Earth happens on Earth, it reverberates out into all of the universal energies. And, you know, when you come to Earth for a lifetime, 
or several, you choose this planet. This planet, a lot of people think is kindergarten. They think it's, you know, they think it's uh, preschool. You know, we're doing a little play. And a lot of the intellectuals like to, you know, dumb it down and say, oh, you know, on Earth, you know, we're having these little, you know, games of life and all this. But, you know, when you when you cross over and you're out of body, that's when you're really accelerating. And to be honest, that's actually not um, the case. You do, this This Earth lifetime stuff is an acceleration tool. We come here to accelerate, and we accelerate extremely fast here. It's the master class of all the different planets. It's the one where we have the, one of the slowest vibrations, and we are willing to go up against some of the harshest energies and be willing to be unaware as we do at levels that other galaxies and, and energy look at us and say, whoa, you know, so we, we, a lot of times, it's kind of like they're watching us on the TV set saying, oh, wow, look at what they did there. Holy crap, I, I would never do that. That's crazy. They've got so much stuff or, or not, you know, courage. But essentially, this whole process, this whole time right now is sloofing off a lot of the old energies that no longer make sense. So... Um, and then bringing in a lot of the new energies, okay? And so what ha- what's happening now, um, and it's kind of interesting, what's happening, I'm going to get to the, I'm just, I'm just, I'm literally hearing this being channeled down to me, so I'm kind of following, because I have notes and I'm following what they're telling me. So um, right now, in about an hour and a half, we have the solar eclipse happening, okay? So that's happening today, plus today's the new moon which actually helps with the energy of the solar eclipse. If you happen to be a fire sign, so that's a Leo, Aries, or Sagittarius, solar eclipses are pretty cool because it's, you know, sun, fire. Um, and then, so we have the solar eclipse, and then we have the spring equinox, March 20th, which is always, it's actually a good, good rush of energy. Then we have the lunar eclipse on March 23rd. So, a lot of the astrologers call this eclipse season, this this month. And so depending on what your sign is and depending on, you know, what your um, sort of orientation is and where your own energy is at and how much you're clearing and cleansing and managing your energy and all those different things, um, that will make you more sensitive or less sensitive to some of the goings on with these energy shifts. But what's more important than that is that this, these types of times are when we're either, we're getting a combination of two things. One is we're releasing stuff. The earth is releasing toxic energies, residue, old infrastructures. And two is we're gaining new energy. So vortexes are opening in various parts of the planet. So when these vortexes open, we get downloads, new downloads of information. You, you are probably finding, if you are one of my you know, more advanced channeling students, you are probably finding that you are doing a lot of waking up in the middle of the night and channeling the things down, um, getting a lot of new ideas that you haven't necessarily heard before. Uh, looking at things differently, the lights look different, and the room might look different, the way that you know, you, you're perceiving your world differently. And it's not because, the, you know, your the world is changing all that much as much as it is you're changing. You're opening up to greater parts of yourself. You're opening up to bigger expanses of energy. And so this is why you're going to feel like things look different. Your frequencies are being raised and your frequencies are speeding up. 
and um, choosing your different parallels is going to get much easier. Um, Staying in them, though, is going to be a little bit more difficult because the choosing of a parallel, which happens moment by moment by moment, um, you know, it'll get easier to choose, but then if it gets easier to choose, then it's easier to sort of fall out of them, too. So it's important that you keep your focus on where you really truly want to be and where you truly feel the most joy. You have following your joy and following your excitement and following what makes you feel lighter um, minute by minute. I'm talking about everything from, you know, the bigger, you know, picture career kind of thing all the way down to should I wash the dishes or do the laundry? You feel what feels lighter, literally. Like that Monday, it's all part of it. It's all part of it. Why? Well, you know, washing the laundry, this is a kind of interesting um, example they're giving me. It's kind of funny. Washing the dishes and doing the laundry both involve water, which is an energy amplifier, okay? And so the water, let me let me just turn my sound down on my computer here. So the water, if you're going to wash dishes and you're going to run water and it's going to run into the sink, you're going to rinse the dishes to put into the dishwasher, Feeling the sense to go there and do that may be a place where if you stand over there in your house, there you're going to get an energetic sort of download because the water is an amplifier. So you all of a sudden kind of tune in with that water versus the churn of the washing machine. Okay? So I know that sounds like really kind of woo-woo and off the charts, but Think about it. And if you can get yourself to start to pay attention in the smallest of ways in your day and not leave your spirituality or your your consciousness or your, you know, your multidimensionality for Mari's show and, you know, like a Sunday go-to-meeting thing where you're doing, you dabble in this book, dabble in that podcast, listen while you're on the treadmill, you know, listen in the car as you're commuting, and you start to apply this to every moment of the day you will start to see synchronicities. You will start to see that your life becomes much more empowered because you're choosing based on what makes you feel lighter, what feels exciting to you, what feels more nourishing to you. You know, And you can do this with the way you eat. You can do this with the way you exercise, You know, all these different things. I don't want to get off on a tangent because I certainly can. <laughs> but um, these these. This particular month is a lot of shifts and changes. So it's really important to focus in on what brings you excitement, to do a lot of clearing, to get out in nature a lot, if you can, you know, um, so that you can sort of really get the most shock absorption, okay? The earth has its own shock absorbers, but you don't have to be sort of at the mercy of these swaying energies. You know, a lot of people, it's like, they're, they're showing me a pic, a vision of somebody holding onto the trunk of a palm tree during a, the, a hurricane, and their legs are straight out, and they're parallel to the ground, you know, and the air is blowing, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, like when they have these energies. And a lot of the practitioners like to scare people, and like this, you know, because they're going to sell more, more astrology readings and all these things, and they like to say, you know, tell you that, you know, all the way hell is breaking loose. And you know what? Um, it, it's all your own choice. You can choose the parallels where all oh, holy hell is breaking loose, but you can also choose the parallels where you go through these energies 
with ease, right, and, and insight. So that's what you want to do is say, okay, today's a solar eclipse. If you don't happen to be, if you're like a water sign, it might feel a little bit funky to you. As a, Like for a lunar, for a fire sign, a lot of times a lunar eclipse feels more, you know, more cutting than a solar eclipse. But you can literally say, choose the parallel line, making the choice to feel. Remember, every single time you make a choice, even if it's the dishwasher versus the um, the washing machine, every time you make a choice, you've chosen a different parallel. So if you go and you wash those dishes, you're on a different parallel than if you had chosen to go and, and uh, uh, wash the clothes. Okay? And, and you'll get two sets of thoughts, two different sets of thoughts that are going to lead you to a different outcome from both of those choices. It matters that much. It's that refined. Okay? So when you're thinking about these, you know, you're hearing about these big energy things and eclipses and blah, 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 you know, Mercury, you can choose the parallel where this, you're handling this with efficiency, with ease, and with insight. Okay, you don't have to choose the parallel where all holy hell is breaking loose. Some people like that feeling. You know, they like to feel like, you know, the world's coming to an end and they go off on these Atlantis things and Formaria things and all these things and they complicate and dunk things up because they like the sensationalism of it. And then guess what? In their world, it does create because they're choosing the parallel where those influences are prominent and those types of predictions can come true. Okay, so whenever you hear anything, those Stradamus, any of these big predictors, you know, uh, what you need to do is, um, this is to choose with discernment what you're going to take into your world. And know that as you expose yourself to the information, whether you choose to go into it in an immersive way and start to let your body and your physiology be involved, or you go into it in a very high level way where you're just observing and looking, you know, putting more distance, more air between you and what you're watching, that's your choice, but you're choosing different parallels when you do each one of those things. So choice by choice, moment by moment, second by second, nanosecond by nanosecond, you are choosing every step of the way. And you get into habitual choosing also. So you might choose over and over and over again the same thing. If you happen to be a worry ward about money and you can only have faith if you know where the money is coming from, but you can't have faith if you don't know where the money is coming from, then you will create scenario after scenario after scenario where one day you feel really confident about where your money is coming from, and then because you can see it, you can taste it, you can feel it, you can see, okay, this will make that happen and that will make this happen, and then the money, if those things specifically don't happen, then you panic because those specific things that you had assigned to give you money aren't happening. This happens with entrepreneurs. This can happen, you know, on salespeople, all kinds of things. This can happen, and this this, this does happen with, with people a lot, is that we only believe in what we can see, what we can predict with our mental mind. When you do that, you're choosing a parallel for churn, Okay. You're choosing a parallel turn. You can also choose the parallel where you have rich, happy financial supplies coming to you, where you have insight, where you have connection, where you have money coming to you from all directions. Okay, you can choose those different parallels as well. We've talked about that. But here's the thing. So with this um, this energy, right now, what I've been told, and and I really do feel this to be so, is that we're at a major turning point. We've had, over the last, you know, 
hundred years, um, we've had a tremendous amount of growth energetically, and we've had a tremendous amount of growth and evolution physically on this planet. And so we over, you know, when we went through the whole Y2K, and then we went through the 2012 thing, and then we went through, you know, we had the harmonic convergence, which was um, in 1986, and then the, or 80, yeah, 86, and then the harmonic concordance, which was in the 90s, and so those two like sister events happened, and those were big, you know, huge, you know, very well publicized kind of events, and it was kind of like everybody's like the new age is here, you know, everything's coming together, we're finally going to have all this energy, blah blah blah, and what's happening is. Um, there were new structures coming in. It was all preparing us for the whole shift to 2012 when the entire grid changed over. Well. Think about it. If when you are going to create a new technology, so let's say you're going from telephone poles to underground wiring, okay, at some point you have to have both sides, both things. You have to have the old technology running alongside the new technology as you switch things over. Eventually when you get the masses onto the main thing, there's always going to be stragglers who want to hold on, like people who want to hold on to their rotary phones, even though we went from rotary to touch to you know buttons to touch tone, to swiping iPhones, you know Blackberries, iPhones, and all this. People still have rotary phones out there. So, but the phone companies have to at some point let go of the manufacturing of the old infrastructure of the old equipment. That's what's happening now. So with these elections, what you're seeing. And this big, huge, um, you know, conversation around Donald Trump and all of his antics, and then, uh, you know, just this the whole this whole churn that is happening, all the racism coming up, all the misogynistic um, behavior, all of that stuff. He's serving the purpose of demolishing old infrastructures, because for as many followers as he has which is way less than the global population, um, the rest of everybody watching in horror is saying, oh my, do I think like that? Are people, do people really think like that? Are people really following it? And it, what it's doing is calling every person who looks into it and has an oh my kind of reaction. At that moment, at that moment, you are dropping away old infrastructure. You're dropping away old paradigms. Literally, we see a whole old system, infrastructures of systems collapsing. So the infrastructures of, of, you know, the types of energy that support hate groups being underground and the infrastructures of the types of energy that support um, racism and sexism and, and, you know, hating people with disabilities and, and you know, these, these misogynistic, uh, gender-oriented, you know, negativity, all of that, all those infrastructures that were once very well covertly sustained underground. You know, so it's like we had the Civil War, and then above ground we had, you know, laws change things and people go into political correctness. But underground, there was a whole civilization still living in those times, but they didn't have a leader. They didn't have a leader above ground. So now you get a leader or or a voice, 
above ground that says, hey, come out, come out wherever you are. I think like you too, you guys, so, you know, come and vote for me. And now you see this whole influx of everything coming up from underground and attaching to this being, right? Well, guess what? When they go try to go back underground, the infrastructure is not going to be there anymore because things are going to be put in place where it cannot exist. And I'm not talking about just physical laws and all that. I'm talking about energetically those infrastructures that were holding that in place because they, that at one point was the engine of the country. At one point, it was the, the contrast that made people start to reach and ask for there's got to be a better way. How do I get free? How do I, you know, want, how do I create more? How do I receive more? How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I? And that was the signal to the greater energy, the galactic energy, the creation energy to say, okay, they're ready. They're crying out for freedom. They're crying out for a voice. Women are crying out for vote. They're crying out for equality. You know, and all of these different movements started to happen because somebody was crying out. So all of those catalytic infrastructures, slavery and sexism and, you know, women making less of it, all those things, all those things, and I'm not talking about this black and white, Hispanic. I'm talking every single immigrant group that's come in here into the United States has gone through some kind of atrocities on their way in, every single one. And so, and then the ones who were already here when everybody got here, the Native Americans, everybody's gone through something. But it's caused everyone as a humanity out for more, for shifts, for change. And when those shifts and change happen, they don't just happen on the physical plane. There's an energetic packet, if you will, that's released into the earth's plane that can be physically um, perceived. And that's when we have those big chunks of, of regression. So like when the movie The Secret came out and then, you know, um, communicators like Oprah took, grabbed hold of it and they made it, yeah, they watered it down and all that from processes, but all of a sudden it became critical mass. Everybody was hearing about this and a huge movement of people became aware that they had new, new capacity. Right, so they got, it was like almost like a big delivery of cell phones from Rotary phones, right, when the secret came out. That was eight, that was eight nine years ago now. Um, so you'll have something like that happen. And now, eight years later, you have something like this election happening, okay? And this election is saying, okay, it is time to drop away the old infrastructures. Because the old infrastructures, even the way the voting system works, the whole thing doesn't work anymore for where the country is, where civilization is energetically. Okay? So what we're seeing is this almost insane behaviors of everyone because there's a sense of panic because it doesn't look like what we saw before and doesn't feel like it either. Like something feels very off. And so it's what it's doing is it's causing more people than normal to pay attention. And remember, as soon as you change your focus, you're choosing a different parallel. As soon as you change your focus, you say, you know what? Um, I've heard so many white people say, this is unacceptable. That's not okay. I don't feel this way. I live in the South. I don't think this way. I've heard black people say, I love Trump. I think he's quite... Nobody has any, nobody, you know, it's not necessarily all driven by race. It's driven by energy, okay? 
And race is kind of like an overlay. So what you're seeing, what you're witnessing, and what we're all here, we came here during this time because massive change. This isn't just a little change. The massive shift. And as we drop away infrastructure, so um, mainframe computers before we had, you know, digital bands and all that. You know how, you know, you have whole rooms of just machinery, right? Now you don't need that. Well, all of that machinery that we used to have leading up to now is literally going away. And all of the new things are loading in. So we're getting rid of stuff that's just been sitting dormant, taking up space. So let's just say there was like this field of old infrastructure that supported all the different negativity on the earth and all those underground things that were happening because people just sort of went underground into their own little burrows to, to sort of maintain their way things were. Well, all that's going to disappear. And what does that leave? It leaves space. If you drop a bunch of infrastructure and you clear out the field, it's like demoing old buildings. Now you've got a whole new palette to build new ones. So what you're going to be seeing is a lot of clearing, a lot of releasing, a lot of falls of old systems that don't make sense. And then a sense of emptiness in a way as we look at, you know, because a lot of people perceive things as lost. And then you, but, but for you, listening to the show, for you, listening to this podcast, I don't care what, you know, you're whatever you're listening to this podcast. Just know that you have space now to choose. You have more choice than ever before in history. More choice than ever before in history. And what's very interesting, think about it. We have this all happening at a time when, it, well, let me stop there for a second. Let me just say this. In the past, Think about elections in the past. You had pre-Obama, okay, pre-Obama. You had a few news outlets, major primetime news outlets that would cover it, okay? And if you go even back to pre-cable, okay, pre-CNN, pre-MSNBC and all that, but you had a few networks, CBS, ABC, NBC, that type of thing. You had a few major magazines that would cover it. So you'd have Life Magazine, you'd have Newsweek Magazine, you know, um, you'd have newspapers, New York Times, LA Times, that type of thing. You had some pretty kind of blue blood outlets covering the election, you know, very sort of straight and narrow. You didn't have the president on the front, Rolling Stone, good housekeeping, and doing Twitter and all this other stuff, right? So there was a certain control that the media had over how the information was being disseminated and and how much voice of each of these people was getting out. And any scandals that were going on, there was only a certain amount of ways that it could get out to the public and to the masses because the infrastructure for technology and communication of the people was not there. So mirroring dictatorships and monarchies and all these things, you had a media system that had the leaders and then that had the followers. Right? You had that media system that had the leaders and the followers, the followers being the audience. Now, what's shifted, even more so than when Obama was in his election, 
the social media universe, the blogosphere, and everything else has made has made the audience that's listening more powerful than the media outlets that are putting this stuff out. And so, and everybody can produce their own blogs and their own opinions and their own polls and their own surveys and all this stuff. And it's created a complexity that is the chart. So with that being said, trying to force leadership into um, being the old way doesn't work, right? So this is why we're having this whole cleansing period is because there's a whole new infrastructure in place. And what you're going to see is that you, 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 everybody listening here, you have more power than you've ever had in history for shifts and change and influence on the planet and beyond. And that's the big message, is that, it, and that's the paradox, is that it feels as we're watching this the whole election go, you know, and I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat or whatever. It's, you know, I don't want to get partisan on this call. You know, it doesn't matter what I feel or what I can predict or what I see or anything like that. That doesn't matter because here's the real big thing. Not only are you aware of your voice, how much influence you have. You can go on social media. You can, you know, ruin these celebrities' day by telling them they're fat, you know, because they're seeing them on Twitter. It's going out to 45 million followers or whatever, right? You can, you have influence now. You have a voice. You can go publish your song. You publish your book. You can publish your blog. You can, you can communicate, and you can get people, millions of people following you if you put any kind of energy into it. You can never do that in the past, right? So you have a voice. You have power with that voice. Okay, so you have the choice to choose leadership that honors that power. That's the backstory of what all this physical stuff that's going on. And here's the next big thing. When you're choosing parallels, you get to choose who goes in office based on your parallel. Because there is a parallel. Remember, all everything that could be in existence is in existence. Everything that could ever be in existence is already in existence. It's being created from scratch. So you can choose a parallel where Donald Trump wins. You can choose a parallel where he doesn't. You can choose a parallel of Cruz or Rubio or Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, where any one of them is your president for that parallel. And in your world, in your parallel, they will be the winner or loser, choosing you know, whatever it is you want to choose. And then in somebody else's parallel, their person will be the winner or loser or whatever somebody else would choose, and so on and so on and so on. Because we're not living just one linear life. We're living infinite number of parallels for all of the peak souls here. So there's going to be plenty of alternate universes where each and every one of those candidates is the president. And those people will be experiencing the upset, the landslide, the, the fall of, the, you know, whatever. Okay? So that, and that might be a little mind-bending. I've actually heard Abraham, um, Esther Hicks, I think it was about 10 years ago, trying to explain this. And the infrastructure was not in place yet for people to get it. And I remember Abraham trying to go here and then watering it way down because the audience, it, the 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 backbone of what we have in place, the energetic grid wasn't in place yet before 2012. And it wasn't in place yet. So what we had was um, a a real 
But we ha- what we had was a real um, situation where the information was there from Abraham, but the audience couldn't handle it yet. They couldn't handle So, Because I remember the exact question, because I was in the audience, and the guy said, well, if... The girl said, well, if I want this guy to be my husband and the other girl wants her guy to be the guy to be her husband, which one of us is going to win the husband because we both want him and you're saying that we both can make, both have whatever it is we want, but if there's only one thing to be had and there's more than one person who wants it, who gets it? Like, what's the influence that makes it happen? And Abraham said, you both can get it, the same person. And, 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 and the whole room went like, um... I don't really, you know. But now that we have the information about the parallels coming out into more mainstream, you know, more more awareness, what we have is understanding that we are all choosing parallels and we're all choosing based on our own creation of our own alternate universe, our own personal world. And as we do that, whatever we focus on comes to fruition. So it's really, really important that whatever candidate you want, you just perceive them as being that person in your in your world. Okay? Now, that aside, because I know that's, you know, mind-bending and woo-woo and, you know, it is what it is. So let's put that on one side. Let's talk about what you can do to weather through what's happening. Because... If you don't get what I just talked about, that's fine. There's still a physicality aspect of how do I deal with this day-to-day? How do I choose who I want to vote for? How do I know who's lying? How do I know who's telling the truth? How do I know who's going to ultimately be best for me in my own barrel? Because that's essentially what you're voting for, okay, whether you know it or not. And so when when you start to look at that, this is where your intuition and your energetic communication system, and all of this, is, I write about this in my book, not so much the political elections, but obviously, you know, how to engage in, the, in these, this energetic communication. This is when that could become really, really, really important. When you're watching um, a candidate, you have to go beyond listening to what they say they're going to do when they get in office. You have to go beyond what they're saying to get votes. And you have to go into how it feels. What are every single word that comes out of any candidate's mouth is encoded with messaging. And on those words, on those sentences that that person is saying is the words that they're saying and their true intention underneath the words. And I know for myself, being an intuitive, professional intuitive, and having done, you know, just thousands and thousands of readings, so I'm doing this like kind of at the Olympic level. I always know what somebody's intention is behind whatever sentence. Always. And I watch people lie to me all the time. <laughs> say, oh, you know, say one sentence to me, and I'm like, yeah, but what you meant was this. And a lot of times they won't say that I know what they meant, but it's one of the reasons why I've eliminated certain people from my life or I fall, I, you know, sometimes I get a little reclusive because I don't really feel like dealing with the agenda that's underneath all the work. And so this is really important for you to start to consciously choose to perceive not just what the person's saying 
and what they're putting into print, but what's underneath what they're saying. And the way that you do that, on, you know, a couple of levels, watch the body language. When somebody is lying, their upper lip does not do a whole lot of moving. Or if their mouth gets really small as they're speaking, they're not really speaking truth. You watch. And you'll find that a lot of the people who are very much on an agenda start to, like, keep their, because they're trying to resonate their voice, like, you know, keep their voice, you know, um, modulated. And they, they stop using their upper lip when they speak because that's more expressive. And they start to just use the bottom part of their mouth to speak. Okay, you want to watch that. That's something that would that should make you take a little pause. Okay, or if their mouth gets really small as they speak, where they're with they're like a small circle, where they're small speaking. If they're not using their whole mouth and kind of engaging their whole their facial muscles, they're not. There's something that they're holding back. Okay, now that's a physical thing, but on an intuitive level, on an energetic level, as you're listening to that person. Okay, what you want to do is you want to feel, you want to start to immediately take, get out of your head about he says he's going to do this with pro-choice or not choice or whatever. He says he's going to do this about the about the army and whatever. The majority of them say they're going to do stuff in the first 60 or 90 days in office and they can't because they're, they don't, most of them don't even know what the classified is. There's a lot that they're going at blind because they're not don't have access to the information that's really going on behind closed doors until they take that oath. So they're all operating blind. They really don't know what they're going to get themselves into once they get in there. Um, you know, Hillary Clinton does because she's lived it. But the other ones have no idea. They have no idea. So what you need to do is you need to watch not so much their, what they're saying, but how you feel as they're saying it. Because what you really want is a leader that you feel in line in alignment with. That you feel in alignment with. That you feel a sense of, you know, trust or a sense of, you know, hopefully knowing. You know, and as you listen in, as you listen in, feel your body. So that's how you shift from getting pissed off that he just called so and so you know, just insulted somebody or, you know, he just, you know, lied about, you know, the fact checks just found him in a lot. Go into how do I feel when I'm listening to that person? Do I feel a sense of lightness? Do I feel a sense of excitement? Do I feel a sense of joy? Do I feel a sense of, um, and excitement and joy might be kind of hard with politics, but a sense of ease, okay? And even if you don't like so much about that person, but do I feel like this is an efficient leader? Do I feel a sense of efficiency around this? Does this make, like, it, does this person seem to have a good handle on his limitations and, and the kinds of limitations he might be up against in that office? So this is, or her, you know, this is, this is how you want to start to feel. You want to feel into your body. So your truth, intuitively, your intuitive truth, is always, always, always in your solar plexus. It's always right behind your belly button. It's very low in the body. It's very, it's below the heart chakra, so the bottom register. That's where that kind of knowing, that kind of grounded sense ability is. Now, if you start to spin, 
right? And this happened to me. It happens to all of us. I don't care, especially when you're sensitive and you're seeing so many agendas going on at one time. You're like, ooh, this is insanity. What you're doing is you're switching your focus from your solar plexus to your head to, like, if you put your hand right now on your hairline, right where your hair is, and you go straight out, like out and up a bit. So it's almost like where, if you had a caption on a cartoon, where the caption on the cartoon would be over your head, that's where the lies show up. Because that is outside of your body, but that's where the churn happens, where when you're thinking and with your mental mind, it happens up in that caption box. Okay? And that's very susceptible to propaganda. It's very susceptible to lies and to all the spin. Your solar plexus is not susceptible to spin. It's not susceptible to lies. It's not susceptible to propaganda. It's your truth meter. It's your bullshit meter. Okay? Up top, it's a great place to do your to-do list. It's a great place to do your grocery shopping and you're trying to remember, you know, what you, you know, you left your list at home, you're trying to remember, should you get a can of soup or dozen eggs. But that's not the place to try to discern whether you should make a political candidate or not. You need to pay attention to whatever, you know, criteria of choice that you use, whether you listen to them on a debate or policies or whatever, and then take it down into the solar plexus and ask yourself from within, how does this feel to me? People are trying to argue on policy. But it's really, how does this feel to me in the solar plexus, okay? Now, the other thing you want to do when it comes to these elections is you don't want to get yourself too far off in the future. I see a lot of people going immediately into catastrophic thinking, thinking that, you know, we're doomed. You know, the world is coming to an end. The world is in so much trouble. We're all doomed. We're all, you know, they said that about every single time in history. And somehow something happened and we get through. Now, one of the reasons why we get through a lot of things is because we have a lot of galactic support, a lot of intergalaxy support of this planet staying on its axis, continuing to spin and shift and change without the entire civilization being wiped out. So pretty safe to say that, you know, no matter who ends up in office, there's enough checks and balances on this planet that if things get really insane, you know, things will be checked and put in place without the whole place, you know, everybody being destroyed. That being said, it is really important that you don't go into catastrophic thinking. You will kill your own vibration, and when and in that catastrophic thinking always happens, happens in that caption over your head. It's not coming from your solar plexus. Your solar plexus is not telling you, oh, we're all going to die if so-and-so is in office. That's not your solar plexus at all. At all. It's not. That's your mental mind. And that mental mind is like a kitten. You know, it's like, oh, there's that bright shining on the over there. Oh, wait, uh, I want to chase my tail. Oh, no, I think I want a treat. Oh, no, I want to go play with that piece of string. Oh, no, I want to go watch the bird in the window. That's literally your mental mind. Okay? And all day long, on Facebook, on Twitter, and all these things, we are getting bombarded. And then we're being bombarded by everybody else's comments. And then we start to get mad 
more the people who are supporting the candidates than we even are the candidate, you know, whoever that is. This one should be in jail, that one is a jerk, you know, all of it, it, it's, it's insanity. So the way you find your sanity and your center is to focus your body into your solar plexus. The other thing is really important, as I tell, say often on the show, is you want to pay very close attention to your energetic hygiene, which is hot self bath, nature walks. Things are getting better now. We have the spring coming. Um, getting out in nature and doing what I call technology fast, where you fast from your phones, your social media, your emails, you, your friends who are politically, you know, centric and driving you crazy. It's really important to take a step back because part of this new infrastructure that we have is that everybody is much more sensitive. And then we also have the communication ability to talk about all those sensitivities that we're having and how it's affecting us. And so now we have, we're much more bombarded with everything than we ever would have been when, you know, they were electing JFK or Nixon or Reagan. You know, it's just the whole, the public is much more bombarded, okay? So spinning a fear story, you know, about various cultures and refugees and all this, Spinning all these stories is much easier to cause mass hysteria. Mass hysteria causes people to have these jerk reactions, and there's some people who really like to ride on those knee-jerk reactions. So the best thing you can do for yourself and for civilization at large and for interplanetary civilization is to get as intuitive and grounded in that intuitive capacity, those intuitive abilities as you possibly can. Staying very, very low in your body, freeing yourself of extraneous clutter as best you can, and when you start to feel gripped, now I know for myself, I never pay attention to this stuff. I always, for the last many elections, I always could intuitively know that one's going to win, done. I didn't care about the policy. And, I can't, and I, when I had my vote, that was the one I voted for, and done. And they they won. You know, I could, I could feel it. Even if I didn't particularly like the candidate, but I felt that one for this time is what should be, that was it. And so... Um, you know, it, 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 it was always easy for me, intuitively. I, you know, and I, maybe I'd watch a debate just because, I, you know, people were talking about the water, around the water cooler when I was back corporate. But most of the time, I didn't even go in there. This particular election, though, there's such a churn. I've been watching debates. My guides told me, we need you to go in there. We need you to watch because there's something bigger going on with this thing. And we need you to go in. And my friend who is really political, she's like, I can't believe we're having this conversation because I'm always telling her, I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And now she, she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. She's like a kid in a candy store because we talk about it. But she's also probably the most educated smartest person I know when it comes to politics. So when it was time for me to engage in it because my guys told me to because of, you know, even doing something like this show, I knew I was going to get honest, you know, well-researched feedback from her because that's part of her makeup and that's part of why she's here. So um, I indulged in it. But it has been one of the hardest things to swim in because um, it's really, really loaded. It's loaded. And that's one of the reasons why it took me a while to come out and do the show. Um, but I wanted to, I just got the high to go now and do the show just to put these ideas into play. And then, um, you know, things will unfold over the next many months. And maybe we'll do another show about it. Maybe we won't. But I just was following the energy. So that's why I wanted to do the show today on this. 
So um, remember, you are powerful. It is very easy to feel completely powerless during this time. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You are powerful. And what you feel when you start to feel any sense of disempowerment from, you know, watching the masses all seem to flock in this way or that way or whatever, and this pundit and that, those number of votes and these online and this one baiting the election ballot box and all these things that happen. And you start to just feel like, even if I like my person, I can't, and I vote for the person, I... I mean, there's so much corruption. Like, we're doomed, we're just doomed, we're just doomed. You got to stop yourself and check yourself and say, I'm choosing and I'm creating my own alternative universe. What I, every parallel I choose creates my world. Okay? It creates my world. And every parallel that you choose, okay, gives you the power to shift so that even if, let's say, you, you missed with your power to and somebody you didn't want in office um, got in office. Even if you, if you, if you, if that sort of thing happened, you still have power. You can allow something to affect you, you can allow it not to. Okay? So it's important for you to recognize that. And just know that you have that power and that it's always there for you to exert. Every time you make a choice and you feel that sense of empowerment, your whole energetic heartbeat shifts. And if everyone can recognize their own power, good chunk of this stuff wouldn't be happening. And remember that if you're listening to this show and you're kind of on this path, you're already beyond a lot of the masses that you're watching, okay, go through the churn. So even though we're all interconnected, you're still watching almost, it's almost like you're in high school and you go to the preschool and you're watching the kids run around on the playground and the way that the kids on the playground are in, you know, preschool is very different than the way the 12th graders are, you know. So it's like you're the 12th grader and you're watching the kids in preschool. So you're watching an aspect of the population kind of go through their own evolution. Doesn't mean you have to go down and swim with them in it. Pick the bigger direction. Pick your own personal power. Okay? Pick your own intuitive power. Pick the power of choice. You can watch them play and watch them fight, you know, you know, you're like, ah, he took my phone. No, he can't. I said, no, he told me he was going to give me a lollipop, and he didn't, and not, you know, and I, he stole my football. It wasn't your football. It was my football. That's why I have football, you know, all that. You can watch, but watch that babysitter, not as one of the siblings. This is called choosing to be objective, choosing to be the observer. When you start to be able to look at your world that way, then you can choose, Okay. And you immediately put yourself in a position of power within your own world. And you remind yourself of what's already there. Okay, so um, I hope that sheds some light. Of course, you can, you know, take what you like and dump what you don't, it's fine. Uh, but I just wanted to honor what I was guided to do 
and uh, I hope that it gives you some tools and some some perspectives to consider. Okay, we've got a ways to go before this all turns out, before it all smooths out, and um, you know, just recognize that we're in a huge one of the biggest evolutionary shifts in history because the infrastructure of the old systems, the old paradigms that were very primitive energetically is literally being disintegrated. And the new system will go through a period of what feels like uh, emptiness. And then the new systems that are, we've all been you know, energetically been living with will start to show up in physicality and you're going to see that next evolution, that next wave of really good stuff, to be honest. Really good stuff. So I'm going to end here, and um, I just will, you know... Oh, I forgot one announcement. We have... I am doing a round of readings. <laughs> I hadn't announced that. And so um, I had raised my prices for 2016. That's what's on the website right now. We're doing a round of spring readings for a, a discounted uh, price. So if you go on the website, it's theahaway.com, T-H-E-A-H-A-W-A-Y.com, and you just click on the Angel or Akashic readings on there, you'll see the, in the shopping cart the, the price reflected. Um, I think it's $40 or $50 thing. And um, we have, I, I put 20 um, in my calendar. So uh, I already announced it, so people are buying them. So if you'd like to grab a spot, um, I'm going to be doing them in little spurts this time around this year because I have a lot going on. Um, so this is the spring ones coming up now. Um, and we're going to also be launching the AHA uh, Factor online course, just working out some technology stuff. We were going to do a live stream. We're not going to do the live stream right now. We're just going to go ahead and move forward with the video course, and then we'll put the live stream out a little bit later. I just got a, a different set of guidance. It's been kind of rocky, and I'm trying to figure it out. But I finally got the guidance, the clearer guidance on it. So uh, by the end of this week, we're going to launch the online course. So just stay tuned to your inbox. You'll see an uh, email from me about that. And I think that's it for announcements. Just keep your chin up. Stay focused. Stay clear. Know that you're powerful. And we'll see you next week. Same time, same place, and you know my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it, too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great night. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A moments with an s inc.com also join mari on facebook at www.facebook.com slash aha moments inc and twitter at twitter.com slash aha moments we can't wait to see you there